Together Vegans, Episode 3. We share some of our favourite food brands. Welcome to the Together Vegans podcast. With your hosts, Phil and Lisa Marie Olsen. Sharing an honest account of our journey into veganism and plant-based life. In this episode, we thought we'd share some of our favourite vegan food brands, why we were like them and how we use them. We will also talk about a few of the less successful brands we've tried over the past five plus years. We'll cover meat and dairy alternatives and other brands that we've tried. Let's start with meat alternatives and our number one brand is the Beyond Meat range, which many of you may know. And in particular, in this episode, we'll cover the ranges that are available to us here in the UK. They include mince, meatballs, sausages and burgers. So the best thing about Beyond Meat is not only are they vegan, but also they're gluten free. So we use the sausages and burgers. They're our key staple for when we have barbecues during the summer. They work really well. The sausages are enormous. You get two per pack, which doesn't sound like a lot, but they are absolutely enormous. The burgers are the same ones that McDonald's use in their plant burger. So the double muck plant and the muck plant burger uses a smaller version of the Beyond Meat burger. And they are absolutely superb. The mince is, again, quite small, but it's very good. We find it very good in a vegan chili. And the meatballs, you only get eight in a pack. They're quite small. They're quite nice as well. It's exactly the same content, so it's exactly the same as the mince, but in meatball form. They're all very expensive, though. So they work out at around four to five pounds a pack, which four pounds to five pounds for two sausages does sound like a quite a big expense. But they are treats. So we use them, as I say, for, uh, for barbecues, and they cook really well on the barbecue. Next, I suppose our our next favourite range of meat alternatives comes from Marks and Spencer. Yes, with me being wheat free, it's very difficult to find good quality alternatives. So there isn't a great range from Marks and Spencer's that's vegan and wheat or gluten free, but we have found a couple. So for me, the MS Plant Kitchen Bangers are absolutely fantastic and they're incredibly versatile. They come in a pack of eight. Again, they're not cheap. None of these meat alternatives or vegan alternatives to mainstream food are really cheap. So again, as Phil's already said, they are treats. But the Bangers are fantastic. Sometimes we get them fresh and sometimes they're frozen. Now, I like them. Um, because they seem to go with pretty much anything we want to put with them. So they're great with a, just a basic hearty sausage mash and veg uh, with lashings of gravy. We've had them with chips and beans and we've also turned them into sausage rolls, which has been a staple for us for our Sunday roast. So usually at Christmas, I'll, I'll do a sausage roll made from the M&S sausages. And I'll take you through a, a quick and easy recipe at another time. But um, that, that's a really good alternative if you're not a big mushroom fan. Um, these make beautiful sausage rolls. So moving on from there, I would just like to give a quick shout out to the sliced 
meat alternatives for sandwiches. If you're really short on time and you want to take a packed lunch, then the M&S Plank Kitchen ham is very tasty. It's really flavourful and quite thick. Again, quite expensive, but another good alternative. The final M&S Plant Kitchen I'd like to give a shout out to, which is wheat and gluten free, is the M&S Plant Kitchen Gravy. Now, this is only available during the Christmas and festive period. So what we try and do is we try and buy a few extra pots when we're getting our stash in for Christmas and then we save it uh, and use it again at Easter time when we do our Easter Sunday roast. Now, this is it's just such a, a lovely, rich gravy. It's dark in colour. It's not a traditional tasting gravy, but it's got loads of flavour. And the fact that it's wheat and gluten free is a bonus. And in between Christmas and New Year, you can often find it reduced. So I picked up about seven packs for, I think, about 40 pence each. And usually I think it's about three pounds a, a tub. So there's massive savings and it's freezable, which is fantastic. Yeah, and, and it's just nice to have that little bit of indulgence extended through to the Easter season as well. So I'd like us to move on to the next segment and I'd like to share with you the This Isn't range. Now, the This Isn't range is a range of this isn't chicken, this isn't bacon, this isn't streaky bacon, and it's a plant bacon alternative. Alongside that, there's another brand that we like for a really crispy bacon. So if you like a nice crispy bacon flavoured alternative with your breakfast, then the Vera bacon bits are, are also nice. And back to the This Isn't range, they also do the mini lardons. Yeah, the the streaky bacon we've discovered only recently, I think it's only come out recently, that makes really crispy streaky bacon. So very similar to the American style bacon that you that you can get. That's very nice. The rashers we've had for a long time, not looking like bacon at all, but those taste really good. The lardons, we've put them some in our carbonaras and also in a bolognese which just added a really nice richness to the bolognese. The pork sausages we're not fussed about. We tried those and compared to others that we've had, we weren't really fussed about. And the chicken pieces, again, they're okay. I wouldn't really go back to them. They do a salt and pepper version, which isn't great and doesn't go very well in dishes, actually. So if you're looking to put fake chicken into a dish, keep away from the uh, salt and peppered version and just go for the plain. Some of the stuff we don't like that we've come across from a meat alternative point of view has been the future range. So they do burgers and mince and sausages, but we haven't liked those at all, have we? No, and, and I was really surprised because they look, rightly or wrongly, they look quite like meat. And I know some of us don't want our food to look like meat. That's the reason we've become vegan, but some people want it to look like meat and taste like meat but want it to be vegan so whatever your preference is we were really disappointed with this range and I can't even put my finger on what it is whether it's the texture or whether it's the flavor or whether it's a, a little bit of both but a really strange taste I found what did you think Phil? Yeah I just wasn't fussed at all and I think one of the things about 
not just being vegan, but also with Lisa being wheat-free, is the lack of range from a meat alternative point of view. So a lot of places use Satan. The Tesco range, they use a lot of wheat in their products. We've had their vegan steak, which didn't have any wheat in, and that was horrible. I don't think you finished yours. No, again, it was a really strange texture and a really strange flavour. And, and perhaps it's not that we want meat alternatives, but we want flavoursome uh, food with good texture. And, and maybe some of the brands are overcompensating with trying to make it look and smell and taste like meat, when in, in actual fact, they perhaps don't need to do that. They need to focus on not overcompensating and overcomplicating their product. Yeah, and some of the other big brands like Quorn, they're very limited anyway in their vegan side. They're still mainly focused on vegetarian. But the vast majority of their vegan offerings have wheat in. So, for example, we're very limited to the corn slices, but not the deli slices. The new deli slices have got wheat in. And I don't think, I think that maybe the corn pieces may be wheat-free, but we, we don't tend to have those. We haven't had those in a long time. No, we haven't. I think we had them before we became vegan. And I think the vegetarian ones were naturally gluten-free, but the vegan pieces I don't believe are. And so that's another protein source that isn't available to us unless we start doing separate dishes, which we don't really want to start doing. And obviously then there's the Linda McCartney range. Again, very few gluten-free options, but you're not a, f uh, a fan of the Linda McCartney gluten-free vegan sausages, are you? No, I'm not. I, f I find them a little bit bland uh, and the texture isn't great. And, and depending on how you cook them, they can break up a little bit. So again, not a great alternative for me, unfortunately. There's absolutely loads of meat alternatives in the, in the supermarkets. You go down the frozen aisle and there's just tons, but they all tend to be breaded of one sort or another. There's no point in me buying a box of cauliflower wings or chicken burgers that have wheat in because then it'd just be me eating them. So it'd be a, a bit of a waste. So we tend to keep away from those. We don't have that much frozen, pre-processed fast food because of that. So that's meat alternatives. Now let's talk about Dairy alternatives. Yeah, so dairy alternatives will include cheese alternatives, yogurt alternatives and milk alternatives. And so we thought we'd just take you through a, a quick sort of overview of our particular favourites. Let's start with cheese. I quite like the Cathedral City plant cheese. This is, as most cheeses are, nut-based and coconut-based. It's something we'd have as a treat. It's not something we'd have regularly. Now, on its own, if you're eating it just sliced up in a sandwich, for example, it's got quite a strange taste. So you need to pair it with some salad, maybe add a, a little bit of mayo on. So we don't tend to use it just for sandwiches. It's usually if we're having our weekly treat, if we're having a Cumberland pie where we will uh, topple a little bit of uh, grated Cathedral City over it. Or if we're having a vegan version of Lumberjack's pie, which, which we'll explain at a later date what that is. It's something um, I used to have as a child a lot. So sometimes we do a vegan version of that. And, you know, if we do a vegan lasagna, then we'll pop a little bit of grated plant cheese on the top of that. 
Phil's favourite cheese is Epic Mature. And he puts that, he does a fantastic sprout gratin, which he does at Christmas time. That's kind of, the, the two of us have our little areas for Christmas food prep and cooking. And we kind of split that between us. And, and that's his little domain. He does the sprout gratin and I do other things like the sausage rolls, as I mentioned earlier. Now, I'm not a fan of Epic Mature as a rule. But when it's in this sprout gratin, oh my goodness, it is the most cheesiest, rich, flavoursome dish you can ask for. And Phil will probably do a little demonstration or provide the recipe for the socials at a later date. What I can tell you about this sprout gratin is that our non-vegan son absolutely adores it and will have that over a non-vegan version any day of the week. Moving on to other nut cheeses, which again we tend to have at Christmas time. My f- all time favourite brand for nut cheeses is Tyne Cheese. They do some fantastic flavours and you can buy the taster set. I think it's about eight small tasters that you can buy and it comes in a lovely wooden display tray. So that, that's really nice. You can buy them in trios. And you can buy them individually. Now, they're not cheap. You're looking at around between $6.95 and $8.95, depending on the cheese that you go for. But these are cultured cheeses. I would say that they're healthier than the processed cheeses. And the flavours that you can get from them are just superb. So I quite like the smoky one. Phil likes the garlic one. And another one of my favourites is the Ethiopian spice. So Please do check out Time Cheeses and we are going to put all the links together for you to have a look at and investigate yourself. So moving on from cheeses, we're going to have a look at milk and yogurt alternatives. Now we have tried every plant milk going. We've tried almond milk, we've tried soy milk, we've tried oat milk, we've tried coconut milk. Potato milk. And we've tried potato milk, yes. Oh my goodness, not for the faint-hearted. I just could not get my head around potato milk. What a strange taste that was for me personally. So our two go-to milks are Oatly Barista and Coco, K-O-K-O, coconut milk. Now for us, these are the two best milks. We have the Oatly in coffee and the Coco in shakes or cereal. The great thing about the cocoa is that it isn't flavoured like a lot of the coconut milks are. So, for example, the Alpro coconut milk is really, really coconutty and you can taste the coconut in your drink. Now, if you like that sort of thing, then that's great. But for me personally, I don't particularly want to taste the coconut unless I'm having a coconut latte. So for me... Those two are the main sort of milk alternatives. As far as yogurts go, we've got a a few go-tos that we like. We like the brand called The Collective, but you have to be really careful with The Collective. As we found out, we made uh, a rookie error thinking that all of their products were vegan, and in fact, they're not. So you have to make sure that you get the dairy-free. The Coconut Collective do a really thick and creamy, rich yogurt and they do three flavors i think it's raspberry it's raspberry passion fruit and they do a fudge one don't they phil yeah 
Yeah. Fudge one's my favourite. I think the passion fruit is yours. Passion fruit is my favourite. Is your yeah. favourite, yeah. So so they're absolutely lovely. But again, rich and indulgent. So that is, you know, that is a Sunday morning with granola and fruit kind of treat. And we don't have it very often. I can't remember the last time we had that, can you? No, Pro- it's, it's been quite a while. Yeah, probably several months, three yeah. or four months. Maybe at Christmas. Yes, quite probably Christmas time. So again, you do have to try and watch out for some of these products. Yes, it's vegan, but they can be quite high on the calorie and sugar content. So do check that out when you can. And then the other brand that I like is Coco. They do a fabulous Greek style yogurt, which is great if you're having a curry. And that gives you that kind of sort of almost, you know, curry, yogurt, mint and yogurt type sort of dipping sauce or side accompaniment, whichever way you like it. Yeah, so a couple of other things that we like. Strong roots to a pumpkin and spinach burger. So that's made of brown rice, pumpkin, spinach. It's got a quinoa crumb coating. That's really nice. They actually say you can cook it in a toaster, which we haven't tried. But we usually have that and add it to a Buddha bowl. There's a nice bit of a protein alternative. Along with that, the Shah plant burger, which are frozen. They're fairly good as well. We've had those a few times. Again, good, quick alternative if you want something hot in your Buddha bowl. That's a, a nice thing to add. From a pate point of view, pate is one of those things that has been very hit and miss. But one thing, one brand we have found that's really good is the Grano Vito mushroom pate. It comes in little tins. So there's not a lot in there, but there's more than enough. And that mushroom pate is superb. We've tried their other one, which is a vegetable and herb. Weren't too fussed on that. But the mushroom pate is a big hit, especially on, when on uh, hot butter toast. Yeah, it is indeed. I think that's a, that's a, a fave of both of us. Um, and I suppose the, the final thing is pasta. Yes, let's talk about pasta. And the reason we want to talk about pasta is because it is so difficult to get good quality vegan pasta that is also wheat and gluten-free. So there's one particular brand that stands out for me that I absolutely love. It isn't cheap. It's quite expensive. I think it retails around about £3, maybe £3.50 a bag, but it is a big bag and it does go a long way. It's from a brand called, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pronounce this properly, it's Garofalo or Garofalo. I'm not entirely sure. So forgive me if I've not pronounced it correctly. But this is a fantastic brand in terms of it's a high protein, low carb pasta. And it makes for lots of different dishes as well. My personal favourite is the Fuseli. But they do do a spaghetti, which we've tried, which is very nice. And quite a few other pastas in the range. The great thing about this pasta is that it's made with brown rice, corn flours, quinoa flours, quinoa, and it's gluten-free, vegan, and kosher. So for me, that is my all-time favourite pasta. And we've done cold pasta salads with it, hot, hot pasta dishes. We've done a cashew carbonara with it, which is very nice with, with mushrooms and peas. That's the really nice protein packed healthy dish but if that's a bit too budget 
busting for you, then Morrison's own pasta is very good as well. It, in my view, isn't as healthy as the Graflo, but it is purse friendly and it's great if you're short on time and you want to make a quick bolognese. Okay, well, that's just been some of our favourite brands. Please let us know what your favourite brands are. We'd really like to uh, to hear about them and uh, maybe discover something new. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time on Together Vegans. Until next time. Until next time.